Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome, and I'm delighted that you are joining us for the launch of our new podcast, Real Estate Investing Abundance. Three times each week, we will bring value bombs of investment wisdom from the most successful and renowned experts in the industry. The focus is on passive investment in real estate to help you as our listeners develop financial independence to live life abundantly. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment, find us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review. Reviews are vital to growing our audience so we can help more people find their avenue to financial freedom. Each week for the first four weeks, we will do a drawing of all those who submit reviews. The winner of the drawing will receive a $25 Barnes & Noble gift certificate. So please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Enlightened investors, I'm your host, Dr. Allen. It is one thing to grow your wealth and quite another to keep it. Do you want to know how to protect your hard-earned assets? If so, you'll want to stay tuned for today's show, as with us is Robert Kiyosaki's personal asset protection attorney, who brings us the wisdom of over 30 years of asset protection experience. Are you perhaps a busy professional passionate about the work of your calling, but you've come to realize that the hope of developing financial independence has taken a backseat to the priorities of following your passions? If you, like me, can identify with this, I have great news. State Talker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals like you to help develop financial independence built on solid passive real estate investments. Go to our website, steetalker.com. Get your concise one-page guide to the 10 steps of profitable passive real estate investing. Not only is our guest Garrett Sutton, the asset protection attorney to the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he is himself a best-selling author who has sold more than 900,000 copies of his books that provide common everyday understanding of the legalities of entrepreneurship and investing. Garrett, before we delve into the specifics of asset protection for the passive real estate investor, tell us about your recently published book, Scam Proof Your Assets, Guarding Against Widespread Deception. Thank you, Alan, for having me on the show again. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, recently I did come out with Scam Proof Your Assets, in part because so many of our clients have just been inundated with all these attempts at scamming and taking identities and people engaging in financial crimes here. And this has become a very serious problem. It was highlighted in the last few weeks by that colonial pipeline hack where they shut down the infrastructure for the delivery of oil and gas on the East Coast. And I was surprised to learn that they paid a a ransom to to free it up. The company actually paid these hackers a significant amount of money. And this is just a sign, Alan, that the government really needs to step this up. If they can reach critical infrastructure like this. There have been test hacks from overseas where they're hacking into power plants, they're hacking into hospitals. So this is not only a problem for you and I getting the Nigerian email scams and other fanciful scams, but there's some significant issues going on. And so I wrote the book so that people can take steps themselves to protect themselves. And you mentioned the BS detector. As kids, we we always talked about the BS detector. If it doesn't sound right, don't do it. And it's that basic, Alan. You need that BS detector to ask yourself, 
does this really sound right? And they prey on the elderly so much. And the elderly need to get that BS detector back and uh, start scrutinizing these come-ons because it really is a significant problem. It's interesting. We profile, Alan, in the book, the types of people who get scammed and everybody's aware of the elderly. But it's interesting, the young who are tech savvy, they get scammed just as much as the elderly do. Maybe not in a total dollar amount, but in a total number amount. The scammers go after the young kids as well. And part of it is because they feel like they're savvy and this could never happen to them. But it does. And it's significant. And so I I just wrote the book for that purpose, just to keep your guard up against these constant attacks against our, our bank accounts or credit cards. They come over the phone, they come over your email. So you've got to have your guard up at all times. Yeah, I know. And that came pretty close to home a couple of years ago. My 90-year-old dad and uh, stepmother won the publisher clearinghouse. And before we realized what was going on, they had uh, cleared out about $40,000 from their bank account. And they're not rich people. That was not a pleasant experience to go through. So, yeah, I appreciate you writing the book, and I hope it does help people to protect themselves. My dad is in in a physical state where that's probably not likely to happen. So, anyway, my sister's taking care of their financial interests now. Typically, the passive investor is investing in a syndication, not directly into real property. And actually, they're not holding title to the property, but their investment is in the syndication, not the real property. Just give us that overview of how the passive investor is going to be able to protect their interest in a syndication, but not just their interest in that syndication, but they certainly want to protect all of their assets. So just give us that 360 degree aerial view of that. Okay. If you're going to invest in a syndication, typically you're going to be investing in an LLC or a LP, a limited partnership, where pursuant to the private placement document, the document you really need to read before you invest, you're going to get a percentage of that LLC or LP. And so let's just say for purposes of example, you and 10 other people are investing a uh, hundred thousand each. There's a million dollars that's being raised and you're going to get the the promoter will keep, say, 20 percent. And so you're going to get eight percent of this limited partnership investment. And so you're going to have an eight percent interest in an LLC that is on title to the property. And if you get personally sued, it's going to be tough for someone suing you to get at that eight percent interest. They may be able to get a charging order and distributions, but you're fairly well protected by just owning that 8% interest in your individual name in that syndication LLC. You can take it one step further, Alan, and that would be to have your own LLC take that 8% interest in the syndication LLC. Now, what's the advantage there? If we have, for example, a Wyoming LLC that you've set up For your various syndication interests, owning that 8% interest in the syndication LLC, if someone sues you after a car wreck, it has nothing to do with the real estate, but they'd like to get the distributions from the real estate. They have to fight through the Wyoming LLC to even get at the syndication LLC. So we have another layer 
of protection there if you want it. The Wyoming LLC offers great asset protection. It's one of the top states for asset protection. The annual fee is only $52 a year to the state of Wyoming. And Wyoming's great in the sense that they don't put your name on the state website. So people who are looking to see what you own, if they go to the Wyoming LLC state website, they're not going to see your name as an owner of that Wyoming LLC. So those are some of the advantages of Wyoming and a reason why you would consider having your syndication interests, say you have five syndication interests and five separate LLCs and LPs, you could use that one Wyoming LLC to hold those interests for you. That is a strategy that that some of our clients use. Some of our clients will just take that interest in their own individual name in the syndication LLC. And they're fairly well protected there. But the Wyoming LLC, the second option we're discussing here, gives you just a a little bit better protection as well. It's easier to write off things associated with that ownership, travel if need be, real estate seminars. If you need to understand how these syndications operate or need to travel for any purpose, you do have that entity that is receiving income and you can use the expenses from that stream of income to write off travel and education. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Would you ever invest all your money in a single stock? Very unlikely. Yet investors are willing to risk $50,000 to $100,000 in a single property in real estate all the time. Avestor is the world's first customizable real estate investment platform. Investors can build their own custom portfolios selecting investments across multiple asset classes such as single-family homes, multifamily, student housing, self-storage, and shopping centers. You can also invest across multiple markets and different time frames. Avestra also enables other real estate entrepreneurs and syndicators to build and use Avestra's infrastructure and cloud platform to create their own customizable real estate funds. To learn more, visit us at avestorinc.com. Avestor, real estate investing made simple. So it's not just asset protection that it's advisable to have the LLC, particularly in Wyoming. It also gives you the ability to write off expenses. And it's so reasonable. I think the filing fee in Wyoming is reasonable, too. I think it's around 100 bucks, isn't it? For the additional asset protection, that is really reasonable. Yeah, if you just look at it as another form of insurance. There's also one thing to mention, Alan. When you get that syndication LLC paperwork, We want to make sure that when they're distributing monies, they distribute enough money from that syndication LLC so that you can pay any taxes that you owe. If if they don't provide for a distribution uh, of profits, they're going to provide you with a K-1 that says you had income, but they don't provide you with 30% to pay the taxes. You're going to have phantom income, meaning you've received a K-1 saying you earned money but you don't receive any money from the syndicator to pay your percentage of the taxes. So I always recommend my clients understand the operating agreement from the syndicator and make sure that you're not going to have an issue with phantom income. Good advice there. You're talking about LLCs here, but explain to us the difference between a corporation and an LLC and who and which entities should have a corporation 
or an LLC. What's interesting, Alan, uh, most of the entities that are now formed are LLC. There's a great deal of flexibility with the LLC. You can be taxed however you want. You can be taxed as an S-corp if need be, a C-corp, a partnership, disregarded entity, wherever it's a sole owner, one member LLC, everything flows through onto your personal tax return. So the LLC is a popular entity now. It's interesting in the state of California, if you're going to operate as a professional, a real estate broker, a, an attorney, a doctor, you have to operate through a corporation. So that's one of the few exceptions out there where they don't allow you to conduct business through an LLC. But virtually everywhere else, the LLC, which provides greater asset protection than a corporation and the ability to have it taxed however you want, it's surprising how many LLCs there are now. They're a fairly new entity. They started in Wyoming in 1977. Eventually, they became so popular, all 50 states have them. And now they're the entity of choice. There are some examples or, or situations when you would use a corporation. If you're going to go public, it's easier to go public. It's probably the only way to go public is with a corporation, a C corporation, which unlike a S corporation, which can only have 100 shareholders, the C corp can have an unlimited number of shareholders. And typically, you would go public with the C corp. But other than that, the public issue or professionals operating in California where you have to be a corporation. Most people, Alan, are setting up LLC. That makes sense to me. So asset protection is certainly a good reason uh, to set up an LLC, but you mentioned also the flexibility of the management structure. Talk to us a little bit more about that flexibility aspect of LLCs. The LLC is people coming together to form an entity to conduct business and the way the LLC is structured is the agreement between the members, the owners of the LLC, is called an operating agreement. In Texas, it's called a company agreement. And the operating agreement, by definition, is a contract between the various parties. And in the United States and other Commonwealth countries, we have freedom of contract. You can enter into contracts with people to do anything that is legally allowed. With a corporation, you have bylaws and they're fairly strict. With the LLC and the operating agreement, it's a contract and you are free to provide provisions that are suitable for your purposes in the operating agreement. So the drafting of the operating agreement in, a, in some situations is very important. Now, if you're going to set up an LLC, a Wyoming LLC, to invest in syndications, we have a single-member LLC operating agreement that is going to be suitable for your needs. You don't have to spend a lot of money to tailor that. But if you do have a, a transaction that's a little bit out of the ordinary, you can draft that operating agreement to reflect the needs of the transaction you're in. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. As an industry-leading, relationship-focused, design-build construction firm, Mosaic Construction has worked in many different asset classes from multifamily to retail, medical, industrial, and commercial. Mosaic Construction works to execute interior and exterior renovations with their team of trades and project managers. 
Their experience with value-add improvements has resulted in increased ROI and long-term value of the assets. They work nationally in partnership with local trades to deliver thoughtful, problem-solving construction management solutions to all their clients. For a personal no-obligation consultation, call Ira Singer, 773-491-3145, or email Ira at mosaicconstruction.net. You can also find Ira on LinkedIn. I think another aspect of LLCs is the uh, ability for estate planning and gifting opportunities. Give some detail in conjunction with with those aspects. That's a great question, Alan, because the estate planning is key for a lot of us. Right now, every husband and wife can each gift $11 million to their kids during their lifetime. So $22 plus million dollars can be distributed. There's talk in Washington that they may bring that down. And with at 22 million, not many people are affected, but if they bring it back down, it used to be 600,000 or a million. If they bring the estate tax down to that level, you're going to see people doing a lot more estate planning than currently. So with the LLC, we can gift using the LLC and the LP at a discount. So you're going to be gifting an interest in an LLC. And we'll talk about the LLP in one second here, Alan, because that's a really good entity for discounting. But the LLC, let's say you give 10% of the value of the LLC to your kids. And the mom and dad still own 90%. So the kids don't have management control. They can't force mom and dad what to do in the LLC because they don't have voting control. The IRS says in that situation, you can gift at a discount because no one regularly would buy pay full value for 10% of an LLC that they don't have control of. And so the IRS allows for discounting. The limited partnership is great for estate planning purposes because in the limited partnership structure, you have to have two partners. By definition, an LP has to have two partners. One is the general partner who manages the whole thing. And if the general partner is an individual, they can be sued. So we don't want that. We want the general partner then to be a corporation or an LLC. So if they do get sued, there's limited liability protection. Then we have the limited partners, which can be mom and dad and the kids, but with as little as 2% control as the general partner, Mom and dad can gift to the kids and the kids can end up with 98% of the LP, but still have no management control. So mom and dad can receive income from the LP, can manage it with as little as 2% ownership, and the kids can't tell them what to do. And that some of my clients really like that. You have a limited partnership. Mom and dad start out owning 98% of the limited partnership interest. They own 2% as general partners through a separate LLC. And mom and dad start gifting over a period of years. And we still have that IRS ability to discount these interests because the kids don't have any management and control. They can't force mom and dad to sell the real estate so they can get the band back together and go on the road. The kids are stuck as limited partners And for a lot of parents that want to have control until the very end, the limited partnership is a great way to go. 
Thank you. The first attorney I've talked to who's brought that aspect of that up, I was not aware of that. But this is getting complicated. You've got an entity wherever the real estate is at. You're going to have an LLC in that state. Then you have a Wyoming LLC, and then you have a limited partnership. You can have the the state holding LLC owned by the limited partnership. So you you could do it that way. You wouldn't need the Wyoming in between. Many of my clients like the Wyoming for that, that asset protection, but you could get by with just the limited partnership owning the other title holding LLCs. Okay. Interesting. But complicated. It's complicated. And here's the big difference, Alan, that the, the LLC only requires one entity. Everybody's protected within the LLC. The limited partnership requires two entities. We have to set up the limited partnership. That's a, a filing with the state. And then because the general partner is personally responsible for everything, we have to set up a second entity to be the general partner. And typically that's an LLC. So with the LLC, we have one entity with the LP to be fully protected. We need two entities. And so a lot of people, Alan, now are just saying, I I don't want the two entities. I'll just have the one LLC. Yeah, but advantages to the LP that need to be taken into consideration. I guess it just depends on how complex you want to get these things, and probably it depends upon how much you have in assets. And another issue may be you're building up your estate, you're getting all these LLCs for real estate, all the, say you have five LLCs that own title, they're owned by the one Wyoming LLC, you're building everything up. And then towards the end of your life, you want to do the gifting. And you want to have control. We can add an LP later on, 30 years down the line. You just add the LP into the mix. Instead of paying for two entities forever, just add the LP in when you need it. That makes sense. You had mentioned earlier uh, charging order protection. And uh, Wyoming is known for the charging order protection. So what exactly is a charging order? Well, It's a remedy. Within the law, we have all these various remedies. And one of the remedies is called the charging order when it comes to LLCs and LPs. And the way to look at the charging order is it's really a lien on distributions. So someone sues you in a car wreck. And I always recommend that people have a personal umbrella policy covering their homes and personal cars, because that's one of the big risks is you get in a horrific car wreck. And you have that personal umbrella policy. The attorneys know how to get at the insurance. They're not good at getting through these Wyoming LLCs. But let's say they did. Let's say you didn't have enough insurance. It was a horrific wreck. And they want to get at the real estate you own. So if you had, for example, a California LLC on title to a property, California is one of the weakest states around, along with New York and Utah. Very weak states. With the California LLC, the court says, Mr. Carrick victim, you're injured. This person has a California LLC. We're going to give you a court order to force a sale of the asset inside that LLC. And that's not good asset protection. If instead we have the California LLC owned by the Wyoming LLC, the car wreck victim can't go directly to the California LLC, has to fight through the Wyoming LLC. And the exclusive remedy in Wyoming, as well as Nevada and Delaware, is what's called the charging order. And this is an order that the court gives. And the court says, we're not California. 
right? Wyoming loves to say, we're not California. Wyoming says our remedy is the charging order. And that means that you have a claim against the Wyoming LLC and we recognize this claim, but all you get are distributions from the Wyoming LLC. Unlike California, we're not going to let you barge in and force a sale of the assets in the Wyoming LLC or try and reach the California LLC. You have to wait for distributions to be made. And attorneys on car wreck cases are on a contingency. They only get paid when they collect. And to go to Wyoming and get a Wyoming charging order and monitor the distributions, it's not a good use of the attorney's time. They'd rather go to the next case that has plenty of insurance. And so we like setting up the Wyoming LLCs because the exclusive remedy for someone suing in the car wreck case is the charging order. And they have to wait around, monitor whether distributions are made. It's Again, it's just not a good use of their time. So we like the charging order. We want to use states that recognize that this is an important way to protect people. And Wyoming, Nevada, and Delaware compete to be the best in this regard. It's interesting, Alan, most countries, the corporate laws is national. It's a federal thing. But during the American Revolution, state by state, we fought these British corporations. The East India Company was notorious. And each state wanted their own corporate law. They didn't want a national law. They wanted their own corporate law to protect the American citizens. And so we've evolved and have a different state law for each state, which is great for us because states compete to be the best. And when it comes to charging orders, states compete to be the best, and we like Wyoming. Delaware is quite expensive, and I think Nevada is pretty well up there, too, in terms of setting up the LLC and the annual fees on those are much more expensive than the Wyoming. Plus, Wyoming, I think, does have better protection, particularly from the privacy and the charging order standpoint. Talk to us about equity stripping. What is it, and uh, how do you go about that? Let's look at an LLC that's on title to a properties in the name of an LLC, and you own this property free and clear. The property is worth a million dollars. Now, it's in an LLC so that if a tenant sues, they can get what's inside the LLC, but not beyond it. They can't get your other assets. But inside this LLC is a million-dollar property. If a tenant sues, they could get the equity in that property. And so a second phase of asset protection is called equity stripping. And it revolves around the fact that debt is a form of asset protection. All right. So let's say you have this million dollar property and you have a $900,000 first deed of trust against it and a tenant sues later. The bank has first dibs on that 900,000. They have a first deed of trust securing their loan and the tenant who gets injured can ask to step second in line to the bank. They have first dibs. So in that scenario, the tenant could get 100,000. That's how much equity there is in the property. But for $100,000, an attorney is going to have to force a sale of the asset and pay broker's fees and commissions. They're not going to go after $100,000. But a million dollars free and clear, an attorney would consider going after that asset and, and forcing a sale of it. And this is different than the outside attack we mentioned. This is the inside attack where a tenant rented from the LLC has a lawsuit against the LLC. This is different than the car wreck scenario. This is called the inside attack. Tenant rents 
from the LLC that owns the building. The, the property has a defect. It's no one's fault, but the tenant's injured. And so you hope that insurance covers it. But if it doesn't, the tenant has a lawsuit against that LLC. Now, if the property is held free and clear in that LLC, the tenant conceivably could reach all million dollars of it. So equity stripping says we're going to have a first or second deed of trust from outside through a separate Wyoming LLC that provides a line of credit to the title holding LLC in exchange for that promise to make a future loan. The title holding LLC gives a first or second deed of trust back to the Wyoming LLC to secure that future promise. Now, the property appears to be fully encumbered, right? Someone looking at the property profile sees this is a million dollar property and there's a a $975,000 first against it. So they may be less likely to bring litigation. Now, if it does go to litigation and you get called into court and you haven't tapped that line of credit, you got to tell the truth. We didn't tap the line of credit. But the idea of equity stripping is to keep you out of court. Now, you can also do equity stripping where you have a Wyoming LLC with a lot of money in it, and it's going to loan money to the LLC when you buy the property. People do this all the time. So the Wyoming LLC, separate and apart from all your other real estate holdings, this uh, Wyoming LLC puts money into escrow to buy the property. And in exchange for that loan, it gets a first deed of trust. And it is an actual loan. The property is fully encumbered. And so that's the second way equity stripping can work. So you have two ways. One is a promise to loan money. The second is an actual loan of money. And they both provide a measure of asset protection. It's not for everybody, but many of our clients, Alan, like the idea of the equity stripping. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because, like you said, these attorneys are working on contingency basis, not just the car accidents, but the that inside tenant is right. going to go to an attorney who's going to be working on a contingency basis. And an attorney is just not going to bring a case that's not going to, to turn around and bring them something in return. So, Economic uh, animals. Yeah. Just, it, it's all just how can we how can we generate fees? And that's the system. You and I aren't going to change it. It's a system that allows for contingency lawyers. And we have to take our own steps to protect ourselves against that system. Enlightened investors will be right back after this important message. I hope you're finding today's show informative and enlightening and that you will please take a moment to find us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Each week for the first four weeks of the launch, we will hold a drawing of all those who submit reviews. The winner of the drawing will receive a $25 Barnes & Noble gift certificate. Reviews are very important for growing our audience. Your review will be immensely appreciated and will help others find their avenue to financial freedom. Before we go into our last segment, tell our viewers and listeners how they can get in touch with you. And you've got a lot of very good, valuable things that they can go to your website and uh, pick up for free. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate that. If you go to corporatedirect.com, we do have articles, information on the books, We have a newsletter. Asset protection is a dynamic area. It does change. And we make an effort to keep up on the various changes within asset protection. And we 
provide a monthly newsletter for people to read. There's no obligation. You can just subscribe to it for free. And so we do like to provide information to people. We also, if you go to corporatedirect.com, you can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation with one of our incorporating specialists and, and just see if our, if our services are a fit for you, if we can help you with your specific situation. So we do offer that uh, free 15-minute consultation if you'd like. And having been with Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Advisors and going around the world, it's true all over the world, there's this thirst for financial education, because frankly, we don't get it in school. This stuff should be taught in school. It isn't. So you have to get it on your own. And that's why we make Corporate Direct very easy to navigate and easy to get free information that will help you with your investing. One thing we didn't go into, and I, I had intended to, but we're out of time here, but that is maintaining the LLC. And one of the important aspects of that are minutes for your LLC meetings. And on Garrett's site, there is a template for minutes. And I just picked one up today. Go there, viewers and listeners, and get that. But there's lots of good free goodies on uh, Garrett's site. So pay a visit and uh, get educated and get some of those free goodies. Garrett, share with us one of the most difficult setbacks you've encountered in life. And how did you come through that time? And what did you learn from the experience? Boy, that's a good question. I think it was as a young attorney, I was fired and it was quite a blow to my ego. It was a big setback. And frequently when you get hit back that hard, good things come out of it. And I was able to eventually bounce back and good things came from that. I if I if that hadn't happened, I might have been practicing law in a big law firm, and that just wasn't for me. And that's one of the reasons I got fired. I, I didn't like the big law firm setting where you had to bill so many hours every week, whether you actually worked or not. It, it just it was not to my liking. And so sometimes these bad things result in good things. So I was lucky that way. That's the way it often is. Uh, at the time, we think these bad things are just going to kill us. But uh, if we can survive it and come through it, we can often look back and go, wow, I'm glad that happened. How are you putting your success as a, a very successful author and uh, advisor to very important people? How are you putting your success to work to create universal well-being and abundance? for all beings. We try and assist people in a very affordable manner. We don't hide the ball. There are not too many secrets with when you deal with us. I just, one of the things that Robert Kiyosaki constantly wants is for people to be able to build up their financial net worth. If you're in a profession, high paid manual labor, you can only work so long in that profession and so you need to have these passive assets that you're talking about, Alan, to provide for yourself in retirement. And we all kind of know Social Security isn't going to be there for a lot of people, especially my kids' generation. And so I, I educate my kids and others that you need these passive assets. You need to gain these assets as you go through life so that when you retire, you're, you're able to continue living the lifestyle you want. You deserve, but you need to take steps along the way. And again, they're not teaching this in school. So you've got to read the books, listen to the lectures and start doing it on your own. Yeah. And not only are they not teaching it in school, I think today's young professionals are much more vulnerable than they were 20 and 30 years ago. 
there were more social supports and they're just not there these days. So you have to be pretty savvy about taking care of yourself. Imagine, Garrett, that you have come to the end of your life and as you lay on your deathbed, what do you look back on with your greatest sense of satisfaction and fulfillment? These books, writing these books has just been so rewarding. The fact that I became Robert's advisor and and he pushed me to continue writing these books. I've done seven of them in the series. I mean, that for me, Alan, is a constant source of satisfaction. Well, Garrett, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a pleasure having you back again. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our effort to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.